This episode is brought to you by our Hosting Handbook mini course. Whether you're already hosting guests on Airbnb or you're still trying to soak up as much knowledge as you can, this course is the ultimate cheat sheet. It can transform your hosting from hobby to business. Get our coveted templates that include the welcome book, turnover handbook, and supply closet spreadsheet and other great bonuses you don't want to miss. Our hosting handbook is usually priced at $297, but for a very limited time, you can grab your seat for just $67. Head to www.thanksforvisiting.me forward slash hosting handbook to get all the deets. Now on to the show. You're listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. We believe hosting with heart is at the core of every successful short-term rental. With Annette's background in business operation and Sarah's extensive hospitality management and interior design experience, this dynamic duo has welcomed more than 2,000 guests from 25 countries, earning them over half a million dollars and garnering them over 650 five-star reviews. Now they're ready to share creative ways for your listing to stand out, to serve your guests, and be profitable. Each episode will have knowledgeable guests who bring value to the short-term rental industry, or Annette and Sarah will share stories about their own experiences so you can implement actionable improvements to your own rentals. Whether you're experienced, new, or nervous to start your own short-term rental, we promise you'll feel right at home. Here are your hosts, Annette and Sarah. Listeners, welcome back for another great week. I'm Sarah Karakayan. I am Annette Grant, and together we are... Thanks Thanks for for visiting. visiting. We are together. We are ready for another fantastic week of content directed all towards all things short-term rentals. Let's dive into our favorite part. Well, they're all our favorite parts. STR Share Sunday. Who's it going to be? Listeners, if you want us to feature you on our podcast, I mean, we get thousands of listeners each week that that could be potential friends or, you know, guests. Guests. Who knows? And this is new. Well, we will also give you some love on the Instagram. Right. That's that's been happening. And yes, we are going to start something new. I think we have two already there. We are going to start highlighting you on our blog. So (gasps) listen, we are are creating content for you. We're going to backlink to your listing. Let us help you. Help help us help you. Yes. Help us help Help you. you by using our hashtag. But today we are featuring at Appalachian A-Frame. You were very nervous about that name. I, I'm like saying it. Appalachian, Appalachian, Appalachian A-Frame. So I'm just going with it. Ooh, um, it's hosted by Emily and John Smith. Man, their weekends are booked until um, all of 2020. Good for you guys. 70s A-Frame in Blue Ridge. Hot North tub, Carolina. Fire pit. And I know we say this every time and Annette's going to make it even more special this time, but... The, the threshold here is they have their own website. Yeah, it's www.stayappaframe. And so if you go to their Instagram, you can just, yeah, you can tap that and go to their website. Two things, two things I want you to write down. Put this on your goal list for 2020, 2021. I was blown away. When I went to their website, a pop-up came up that said, hey, would you like to know about last minute cancellations or future booking dates. What's going on? Love that. They have a video 
also if you could add video to your website. And last but not least for your notes and things for you to strive for, they have a section on their site that specifically ask if you want to book direct, if you have any questions about the space. Mm. They have their webs, their um, customer service email, which is hello at app A-Frame. I just love that they're trying to collect emails before people have ever even stayed with them. Genius, genius, genius hosts. Go check them out. Not only look out at their wonderful pictures on Instagram, they're crushing it there, but also their site. So again, use our hashtag Sunday, and we can't wait to feature you. Thank you, Emily and John, for using that. We really appreciate it. And we hope our share brings you some yeah. traffic. Listeners, go like, go, go like them, heart them, all the things. DM them, share. Let's like build the community up. That's what it's about. All right, let's get into this week's content. So <sighs> this week's a little different. Um, I, wanna, I don't know if you can hear. I've got a lot of notes for this episode. Yeah. Because Sarah and I just concluded a couple of webinars. We are launching uh, one of our courses, Stage to Rent Academy. And we had a bunch of the webinar attendees. Had all these questions come through. Email and we, questions. We were all... It was almost two hours at, a, at an hour webinar. And so we were like, guys, we, we do have to cut this off. But... The questions we couldn't answer on the webinar, we wanted to answer here on the podcast with you guys because we think it would be add value to you whether or not. So mm-hmm. Stage Run Academy, real quick, is a course that um, Net and I built out because we kept onboarding properties that we weren't designing and they weren't finished, right? Like stagers <laughs> were doing them, interior designers were doing them. And like, the, number one, the furniture wasn't going to last more than like three stays. There was one set of sheets. sheets on the bed. You know what I mean? Like there weren't, it just wasn't, it was It was made for looks and not for use, functionality and being repurposed and over and over and guests. over again. Paying guests. So we built this academy to help stagers and interior designers or anyone who wants to create a living furnishing and designing short-term rentals because believe it or not, that's how I truly got started. And I still do that. It's a still gi- it's a big giant part of my revenue each and every year is staging and furnishing short-term rentals. So long story short, we have the course is open right now. So if anyone out there d- doesn't know about it yet and you want to find out more information, um, feel free to email us. Hi, thanks for visiting dot me or um, you can head to our website and there will be more information there for you as well. But regardless, these questions, whether or not you're a designer or a stager, if you're an owner, if you're an agency owner, if you're a co-host, this, these questions and our responses, whether or not you agree with them or what have you, will add value to your business and your thought process and we'll just get those wheels turning. Yep. And uh, let's get on to the questions here. This one was... Uh, sent in by Joyce. And she asked, which room should I spend the most money on? The bedrooms mm. or the living space? I think that's a great question. Those Let's, are the two most used rooms, number one. So absolutely. I get why she's not including the kitchen and the bathroom. While people are using, mm-hmm. probably more so now with midterm stays being on the rise, the, our kitchens are getting used more. Our bathrooms are getting used more, which is fine. But truly... The bedroom and the living space right. are getting the, the bulk of the time. So, so Joyce, I don't want to, I know you guys hate this answer, which is it depends, but it kind of does because mm-hmm. what are you? Are you a one bedroom um, business traveler stay downtown of a more urban area? 
Are you a sprawling vacation rental where, you know, the bedrooms all face some sort of water feature? feature? You know, like what? How much time yeah. is going to be spent in those To your ideal guest. Yes. And I don't know if it's like how much the most money. It's really thinking about what do you need in, the, in each of those rooms? So I almost think, yes, you need to think about the dollar amount but sketch it out in what you need in the space first and then attach a dollar amount to it. That's a good thing. So you guys, if you are out there being like, God, there's so many things that go into a short-term rental and to furnishing it, we hear you. We understand that, which is why we created a, a checklist and it is crazy comprehensive. It is free for anyone who wants to come onto our website and download it. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, a lot of the items are linked to items that we have used in the past. You don't have to use that item, but it it would help you narrow down the black hole of options out there. Uh Um, But at least the checklist would give you an idea of, okay, here's what I need in the bedroom. Here's what I need in the living room. And I think we can say this with, without a doubt, stand behind this through and through. The two items you do need to spend, it doesn't even need to be the most money, but they have to be the best item. Your couch. And your mattress. Oh. Do you agree? Because listen, listeners, into any stage or sorry, any host out there, think about when you used to travel to hotels. Mm-hmm. And what did you do the minute you walked into a hotel room? Oh, you like just, well, first you check and see if it's clean. Let's talk like cleanliness above everything. Right. You flop down on the bed. Yeah. You or, test out that yeah. mattress. Absolutely. That's the first the first thing that you do. Or if it is a short-term rental, you might you know, sprawl out on the couch like, ah, oh, honey, I'm home. So we have to say the couch and the mattress need to be the highest quality. It doesn't have to be the most expensive, but definitely have to be high quality. And I think we're going to put this out. I, Sarah, this is kind of a bold statement I'm going to say right now too. And you can, I'm going to, Sarah does not know I'm going to say this right now. I'm gonna have to say no to sleeper sofas. Mm. While you're while you're figuring that out, real quick, I want to add to the mattress. Your bed frame, you guys, it can't be cheesy or cheap mm. because y- your guests have to be safe on yeah. it. And if you think about it this way, this is kind of a crazy. I had a lot of issues with my bed frame. Well, here's the thing. It's not gonna lie. Number one, humans do what humans do on beds, and we're not gonna. This is a this is a PG show. You and me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but whatever. People are going to do in the beds. And if you don't think they are, you are sorely mistaken. And by the way, if you don't think people are going to do what we're talking about in your bed, and you don't want them to do that in your bed, and don't, you're going to be a host, don't, don't be a get, host. Don't be a host. Don't be a host. So here's the deal. Your bed frame has to be safe. It has to... Think about this, Annette. This is so interesting. The entire time a guest is staying in your short-term rental, they spend the most time in probably the in I the know. bed, right? Because they're spending anywhere from six to 10 plus hours nonstop in that, on that mattress. In that on that frame, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out and, and admit to this. I have had issues with my bed frames mm-hmm. before, and I'll be honest. I think it's just because I'm used to the, my bed frames and like the usage and like there's a lot of different people in it. There might be a lot of different heights and weights and like you said, usage of them. It is something. This is not one of the questions, but add it to your turnover checklist. Mm-hmm. Peek underneath there because that is not a call you want to get. I've got that call of, hey, the bed is broken. And I went over there and like, sure enough, like one of the like things underneath had snapped and I had to like 
fix it, um, aka buy a new one. But um, luckily, my space had two beds, so they were able to just relocate. But that was something pre-short-term rental. I never thought, I never checked my bed frames often. Um, And Sarah and I just heard a fun, not a funny story, but about how someone's bed turned into like a taco bed and the people got (laughs) trapped in it. And so not funny, so not funny, but... Hilarious when we heard the story because they couldn't find the people and they were taco. They were taco bed. But anyways, back to what you should spend the most money on. Well, hold on. Why no sleeper sofa? Okay, I, maybe I already take that back a little bit. <laughs> here's my here's my thing. Seeing dollar signs right disappear. Sarah and I just had a battle with a sleeper sofa not that long ago. I think you have to, but if you you're going to have to spend a lot of money to get the creme de la creme sleeper sofa. You're not wrong. Because you got to think of the wear and tear on that. My number one thing there is safety because people are like pulling those in and putting them back and who knows again what's happening on those sleeper sofas. I, again, I don't know if anybody out there, actually, I'm going to put this out to you. If you know of a great sleeper sofa, please email us and let us know because I would like to know that because I, I know personally, if I ever sleep on them, it's not comfortable. No. And I don't want to like get a bad review because the sleeper sofa isn't. You're sitting on Oh, one. I guess I'm sitting on a comfortable one. Okay. And I, we are not sponsored. We are not affiliated with this company. And I've not slept on this bed yet. It is. And there's more than one, but I, and, I, and they're not cheap listeners. So there's that, but it's from Bassett. And the reason why I like it is they don't have that middle bar that goes across. That's like where that was. That's I what know. hurts. Because here's the thing, listeners: if you're gonna charge more money, if you, even if it's, it's twenty bucks a be, night, it's got to be for an extra guest to sleep on your sleeper sofa, and they have a terrible experience anyway. Okay, cool story. You made an extra sixty bucks on that one guest those three nights, but they're gonna leave that review, review that yeah. the which I have on the the sleeper sofa we battled with. I used to allow, so it's a one bedroom, listeners. And two people can sleep in the queen in the bedroom. And then I have a sleeper sofa in the living room. I did not stage this one. And maybe I should have spent the night or slept on the sleeper sofa before I listed it. But I did not, in all honesty. And so it was staged by a stager, you know, by a a design professional. But I have got, I got terrible reviews from it. They're like, it's not worth, I'd rather not stay in this short-term rental than sleep on Mm -hmm. your sleeper sofa. So what I ended up doing, listeners, is limiting the stay number back down to two and not even telling them it was yep. a sleeper sofa. That way, if they discovered it on their own, congratulations. Great, but two people can fit in a queen and that's truly what this space was meant for. So uh, yeah, I agree with you. It has to be safe. And I think why even spend the money on a crappy one mm-hmm. if, if it's going to be uncomfortable anyway? So yeah, listeners, help me out here. Send us your best sleeper sofas. Yeah, maybe maybe let's change my mind on this. Um I don't know. And I'm just going to say it too. I don't like putting them away and making them. (laughs) So that's the other thing too. So that's just a personal thing of like, I don't like when I stay at places that I have to make the sleeper sleeper sofa bed. Mm -hmm. Like that's not fun. And then putting it back away and it's just kind of annoying. Well, and listeners be creative too. If you have a sleeper sofa, how are guests going to access extra bedding and have a dialed in system for that? I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit of a crazy lady and you guys all know me by now Mm -hmm. that I affectionately call myself crazy lady. But I am. But I hate going to a hotel and seeing the extra bedding just out and about on the top shelf of a closet. That don't fly right now. I don't don't, like that. Right. So I put mine in a bin that um, I have- Labeled. Yeah, labeled. I've got a little plaque, like a little uh, 
card in there that says like these sheets are have been freshly cleaned and laundered and there's there's no dust getting on them. There's no nothing getting on them because they're in an enclosed container and you know that they're clean and fresh. They've, they're full. You know what I mean? Like I just need to be assured that the last guest didn't fold it up and put the top of your closet. Right. Do you know what I mean? And then before we move on to the next question, I know we were going to try to keep these short and sweet, but okay. I did onboard a property um, earlier this summer where I I already knew it needed a refresh. And the, the owner knew it. She had another host. This host didn't really care. Just trying to make a bunch of money. So I walked through it. And the bedroom, the bed was not only the most broken. And a guest had just checked out. But it's not only the most broken, but her poor white oak floors that yeah. had been gouged. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. there was no rug or anything to protect her wood floors from that bed. Yeah, keep that in mind with the sleeper sofa and the bed. Like have something underneath there. Um, I have I have actually with certain beds too, I had concrete floors and they were scraped, scraped up. So yeah, that'd be a good place to put some sort of rug. Maybe it's an mm-hmm. indoor outdoor rug, so it's more durable. Maybe it's a super soft rug. If it's not a pet friendly Airbnb, you can you can do a little bit more of a fluffier rug. But just that's also you want to think about that. Guess we're not going to treat our furniture the way they treat their own. <laughs> right. Or maybe they are treating it the way they treat their own and you don't want them to treat that treat it that way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We have to be prepared for them to abuse it, use it and abuse it. Mm-hmm. And if you can stand that test, your owners or yourself, you're going to be that much happier. So Joyce, we hope that helps. <laughs> um, but really, I think... It doesn't come down to, hey, this you know, dollar sign side is bigger than this dollar if sign. If you do side. a consultation with Sarah and I, or if we if we do a consultation for a client, we never say, okay, we spend $3,000 in the living room and no. $1,000 in each bedroom. It just doesn't work like that. We wish it did. And we could tell you that. But it, each property is living, breathing, and obviously everywhere we shop has has changes and nuances. But again, we can at least tell you items to focus on. They don't have to be the most expensive, but do get high quality. And I think those two things we feel good about saying you need to to have in the bedroom and the living space. All right. Next one. This is a good one from Jennifer. What are must-haves for the kitchen Hmm. in a one-room space? And I think she means means studio. I think so. But I feel pretty confident. Again, we're going to talk about our... Uh, Airbnb Essentials Checklist that we have on our website. You can download that today. And I feel pretty confident, Sarah, that most of these items, whether it's one person spending the night all the way to a larger vacation rental, the basics are pretty much the same. Obviously, the quantity quantity of items might change. Obviously, more forks, knives, plates, things like that. But the basics need to be there. And yep, especially now. People are people are staying longer. They're using our kitchens more. But net, you're not wrong. And actually, we just got off of a webinar with one of our um, one of our partners. Um, we'll give her a shout out, Shauna Lynn with SLS Academy. If you're looking to get certified in staging, um, we we love her. We love her ideology. Um, we truly mean that. Mm-hmm. And She's we just great. had a webinar with her and her her community. And one thing she mentioned was like a lot. Of, she she realized that a lot of stagers that she's have seen their work with short-term rentals is they don't think about if it's a two-bedroom or four-bedroom, how many forks and knives you're going to need. Mm-hmm. And then host, do you have that dialed in to like have your cleaning team or your inspector, if you have someone walk in the property once the cleaning team is done, count the silverware, make sure everything is still there. And if it's not still there, do you have backup so that every guest can have a fork, every guest can have a knife 
right and away. if things if things are dirty, right? And uh, tip: silverware always goes missing for me, especially Why? Where knives. Oh, you guys, knives! I think sometimes it just gets thrown away. But I'm telling you again with like checking underneath the beds. Check your utensil drawer mm-hmm. because that's an embarrassing call to get to because I've gotten it. Of like, hey, where's your there's wine no, opener? There's no knives. There's no wine opener. I'm like, yes, there is. And I go and I open the drawer and there's none. And so that's embarrassing. And it's one of the, it is one of those things like you're in there, you're turning over, you're ready for the next guest. If you know, sometimes you just, if, if, the people before didn't use it or they cleaned everything and there aren't any dish, you know, yeah. th- there's just, sometimes it was like a drawer that you, now obviously it's different with COVID, you know, but you want to check that and, and Your go. turnover isn't airtight because now you're not completely aware of everything that's in your property between each guest, which you need to get your business to that point where you are. I'm not saying I have it perfect because I, I don't, right? Like mm-hmm. we're all human, the systems are human, but you need to get it as close as you can to know that you always have enough of everything for the amount of people. So going back to Jennifer's question, um, for a studio space, I agree with Annette. I think you still need all the things to make a full-on like turkey dinner. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like my my right. measurement. Can <laughs> no, I make Thanksgiving sure. dinner? I'm that kind of person who would go to the grocery store and pick up that turkey made. That's just me. Right. So then it goes to Annette, our favorite tip to give people, which is to have your truth-telling friend not only come over and stay, but actually cook something. Cook, say you have to cook a full-on meal. Yeah, because they might be like, "Holy smokes! I, Where's I, your cheese grater?" Or I only left this in the oven for ten minutes, and your smoke detector is going. Yeah, off. and your smoke detector <laughs> too close. I don't yeah. know if you guys know that. I don't want to cite code here because it's not. I don't want to get in that kind of liability. But check your check your code for your building and how far away the smoke detector needs to be from the kitchen, so that guests aren't taking that smoke detector down, turning them off because it's going off like a nuisance in your kitchen. And yeah. now the space isn't safe. Not good. So twofold, there's twofold things when we're talking about kitchen must-haves. And this was, again, a rookie mistake that I made. Not only do you need the utensils and the plates, and we'll go through the laundry list of that, but the stuff that I didn't think of, salt, pepper, olive oil, cooking spray, sugar for the... Like that stuff, you have got to... Equip them with no something, aluminum foil, plastic like, wrap. Like, yeah, you've got to give them the basics. The basics, like, give them. You, it, that is just annoying, honestly. And also, it's one of those things. Like, I know a lot of people want people to buy all of their own stuff, but they don't have to use yours. But at least having it available for okay. them. Let's let's be fair here, though, too, listeners. If you're like, nah, girls, I'm not going to offer salt and pepper and olive oil or plastic wrap or aluminum foil. Okay, cool story. But if you know that is on and a great, I don't know if they have it up anymore, but Airbnb used to have their 100-point checklist to be Airbnb Plus. I don't think they do because I look for it. Yeah, I don't think they do either, but maybe we should make up our own. <laughs> right. Because I was going to say, I was going to, I use that even if my properties weren't, I had my own reasonings for not becoming Airbnb Plus, but it was a good guideline to like what a truly well thought out space included. And if you don't want to include one of those things, then say it. Yeah. Say it on your in your welcome email or your welcome message or your welcome text or whatever that is. Let those guests know, hey, I know I have a chef kitchen. I advertise as a chef kitchen, but I don't offer any spices beyond salt and pepper. So just come prepared. You know what I mean? Like just let your guests know what you don't have. Okay. Um... Do we read through our list? How do we do this? No, I don't think we do. Yeah, you guys got to download it. You got to download it's, it. It's a lot. And and 
and again, some of it is, you know, I will say a little my, extra, but we we want we want to let we want to give you that base and the above and beyond. Back in the day, I think I got this request two or three times, and finally, I was like, "Fine, I will put this in all of my short term rentals." It was a cheat? Was a cheese grater? I didn't know people loved that thing. Oh, that ooh, I'm gonna say because I don't. Again, I don't cook. Yeah. But again, this is not for me. This is for the masses, and this is I'm trying to appeal to as many people as possible. And other things, just some basic like upkeep. Check your dish towels and your pot holders. Like those Often, things get burnt dirty. and people and dirty grass. Like you're gonna go through those, and and just again, like glasses are gonna break, plates are gonna break. So mm-hmm. you do want to do an inventory of all that stuff. Clean out your refrigerator. Like there's this is stuff that oh, like are we still talking about that. Yeah, remember? <sighs> didn't somebody just tell us like they left like stuff in the refrigerator? Like I don't know, I don't know. But <laughs> um, but also just the last thing there. Well, we are not going to not say you need to have, you got to have a fire extinguisher in the kitchen. That to. is like mounted, a must, must have. Mounted somewhere. And Justin Ford, our safety captain, he he said this, I'm going to remember this always. He said, let your guests be your hero. Yeah. It, it's not only about like keeping the, the guests safe, but let the guests be the hero for your property and save your property if a fire were to break out, equip them. Yeah. Real quick though, to go back to Jennifer with the studio space kitchen, what you can do, girl, though, instead of having like, if your kitchen is uber small, have tools that are Mm multi-purpose, which they make those, you know, I'm not going to go into all the things. I don't want this to turn into a cooking show, but get stuff that's multi-purpose, multi-functional, just like you would with a piece of furniture. Like, give me an example. You know, I've got those those measuring devices, like whether it's uh, teaspoons, Okay. Tablespoons, whatever. But then they'd also in the same in the same ring. It's like got the cups and the whatever. Okay. Or okay. or you put me in the spot here. Now. <laughs> I, I'm because I'm interested. I wanna I wanna know. I will say too, like I've stayed in super tiny tiny places, and they haven't even had kitchens, mm-hmm. but they've had like a mini fridge and a hot plate and coffee. Like they did it right. Yeah. So- Well, there you go. You How about still, one of those like microwaves that also can be a-, a con, and I can't say it. Convection. Yeah, yeah, convection oven. No, yeah. she had it dialed in like, and when I say it was basically the, the, the kitchen area was the size of a desk, but she made sure that, hey, I'm going to give them a, enough here that if they wanted to- to create something they could. And I was appreciative of, and there was, there were like the tiny, almost like the individual salt and peppers. And, Mm. you know, so she, she made sure there was stuff like that. Even let's say if you got takeout or something like that. So it was equipped for sure. Or like maybe, maybe it's the answer is like creative storage too. Everything doesn't have to live in your kitchen. No. If you've got like a, a media stand that has storage in it, maybe you have some baskets or buckets in there, whatever you want to call it with, with, Supplies. But, I don't know. Yeah. Get the, creative. But go download our list and that'll get, man, that took us a while to do that. And honestly, again, when I first, I took a lot of different trips <laughs> to the kitchen aisle to, to buy things over time because I just realized I wasn't, I wasn't there. I wasn't creating a great experience. All right. Last question here. This is from Minnie. And this is a great question. She has been in the short-term rental business for almost three years and she struggled on how to have a modern style, but also make it feel like home. Her Airbnbs have an aesthetically pleasing look of a sleek modern apartment, but she's gotten reviews that it feels staged. Mm. 
which she says, you know, it is, but it's better than other homes that are laid back and don't have a modern touch. And so she just wants to know how she's struggling to find that balance of decorating and staging. Yeah. And I agree with her because Sarah and I, before the episode, we talked... I like, I can't tell you how many people come to the like, yeah, like this place, it's like so like an Airbnb. Like it's just looks like an Airbnb. So how, how, how do we make it look homey yet not, I'm not looking at their pictures or their kids and, um, you know, a wedding picture. Well, and okay. Weird. So some people like that though. Don't forget that aspect, but I can I just let you listeners know. So I get DM'd often on my other Instagram account. We talk a lot about flipping and real estate. Um, it's at Nestors, N-E-S-T-R-S. But I once got a DM from a follower who was just like, what is it about everyone using the picture the of this steed from Target <laughs> in every Airbnb ever? And he sent me a screenshot. He like did that like dragon whatever on, on his Airbnb screen. And three of the whatever, nine Airbnbs that were on his screen had the steed in it from, from Target. Target. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think, dear Target, number one, your buyers need to refresh <laughs> their inventory because we're, I've used all of your artwork. Um, but I think that's, that's number one tip, listeners, is I'm not telling you not to use Target or those other really popular stores in your area that have great prices on decor. But why don't you, in every space, you know, your living room, your bedroom, go to like a really cool consignment store or, you know, a higher-end thrift shop or or go to a local maker and get something that's special. A unique piece. And that's unique. like, that's so I think it the difference. So it doesn't look so, again, staged or sterile or like it looks like every other place. I think that's what, your home is different because it's got all of your like, Knickknacks from your travels or from mm-hmm. your family hands Trotskis. down. Yeah. yeah. And, but do not mistake, do <laughs> not overstage. Don't right. over decorate in trying to get that homey look, because especially now, your cleaners need to be able to sanitize everything. If they're in, you know, you know how that is, you guys. They can't be there for hours on end. They, they need to do a good, thorough job. So make your job easier by not over decorating. So the pieces you do put out should be thoughtful and they should be creative and they should be unique. And that doesn't mean expensive. So I think that might be a good tip for her, Annette, is if it feels staged, what does staged mean? What does mm-hmm. it look like an Airbnb mean? Does it look like, you know what I mean? Like, is it that it's so minimal and so bland? Right. I think that's the key is finding a couple of super unique pieces that, again, do not have to be expensive, but that just really give the space a personality. I think that's what people are looking for is a little personality. And it doesn't have to be an individual's personality. Like I said, they don't need to see your family photos. Um, But I think if you can provide them with a uniqueness or something that looks like it was chosen for the space instead of just like... You know, I need something over the bed, anything right. put it over the bed. You know what I mean? <laughs> and here's the thing. I have definitely We've done it. We've I've all done onboarded it. properties that like, you know, I didn't get to stage decorate, but it's safe. It's in a great location. It's very clean. I love the owners. Their intentions are good. Of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna manage your property for you. But could I, with an extra couple few hundred bucks, make it feel more special by mm-hmm. just taking some time and finding unique pieces? Absolutely. And that's something too where um I think Things like lighting fixtures. Uh, lighting fixtures, you guys, will transform. Space. Yes, curtains, lighting fixtures, um, faux plants or real plants. Just a touch of that 
really is a game changer to make it feel not so staged. Well, exactly. Example number one, I moved back into one of my Airbnbs because we're renovating my my soon to be home. So and everything is everything is as it was as an Airbnb in it. So behind me we've got a piece from World Market. Mm-hmm. So and if you are a, a stager or designer, you would recognize it. It's it's not, you know, it's cool, it's unique, it's different, it's World Market. But then over my TV in it, those pictures are from a consignment store down the street. You know, you're right. not so you've see mixed that it. anywhere else. Right. For sure. You know, so it's just it's that mix of unique and but but trendy. You still want to be trendy in your spaces, whether that means Instagrammable or that means, you know, I like to call it grandma chic, where uh-huh. it just feels kind of like homey and old school, but still is going to appeal to every traveler. And at the end of the day, like, this is the hard part. And I know we we do get DMs about this. And many, I'm sure you can feel feel this, is there are some people that are just going to leave you a review about something that is like, like they're saying it feels staged. Well, they saw all your pictures. You know, I, I don't know what else to tell them. Did it not look staged? I, I just feel like you're going to get some reviews sometimes that aren't exactly what you want to hear, but mm-hmm. we got to keep on trucking. Well, take it. Really try to put your ego aside. And mm-hmm. ask yourself, is there truth in that? And if there is, is there anything you can do about it? Right. You know, I think that's the big problem with all of, you know, me included, let our egos get in the way. Um, I talk about Airbnb and short-term rentals morning, noon, and night. And I am still learning every day, either from a guest or a client or a, a listeners, you know, whatever. Um, still room for improvement. Always, yeah. always, always, always. All right. Is that it in that? I mean, we have three pages, but we're just going to stop there because... Okay. We'll do another episode. We'll do another episode with questions. So you know what, you guys? Um, we invite you to email us. Hi, at thanksforvisiting.me. We will always respond to you. It's Annette and myself behind our email account. And uh, we'll we'll answer your question. And then if it's a really good one, we'll we'll have more of these, um we'll have more of these question answer yeah. episodes. And then if it's still September, check out our stage to rent academy go online. That's still live. You can join. Thanks for and visiting. Dot me is our website. All right. We'll see you next week though, you guys. We'll have more content coming at you soon. I'm Sarah. I'm Annette. And we are. Thanks, Thanks for, for visiting. visiting. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. Head on over to the show notes for this episode at thanksforvisiting.me. If you're looking to take your listing to the next level and show your guests how much you care, be sure to check out our line of thoughtful hosting products from hosting checklists to custom mugs to toilet paper stickers. We've got you covered. And if you love our show, remember sharing is caring. Please hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Awesome reviews help us bring you awesome content. Thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to hanging out with you next week. Thanks for visiting.